Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's crisis, culture, and performance specialist, Mark Ashby. Mark, you are found on the web at markashbyconsulting.com. Mark, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks very much, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So uh, give us an overview of what a crisis culture and performance specialist does. Oh, essentially, uh, obviously, it's in that, that corporate sphere, generally in that the higher echelon, uh, in that, that sort of board level and above up to either CEO level. And it's generally just working with people that have got a uh, either a, an issue with a business, whether it be maybe a, a culture issue or, or a, maybe a problem with a large turnover of staff, um, even personal issues like an individual CEO with a, with a problem. And I'll go in there and and uh, use all all my years of experience to to basically flip their mindset and then flip their paradigm around and 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 get them out of the hole they're in and, and basically turn that performance side of them you know, around for them. And that, that's uh, essentially what I do. Um, yeah, yeah. So why why is this valuable? Why why is this a valuable specialist a specialism? To, am I saying that right? So why why do we need more <laughs> of uh, you, you know your work and your impact in the world today? I think it's something that's becoming a lot more prevalent uh, today, without a doubt, is, is the whole um, trying to deal with, with a crisis before it actually happens, rather than being you know, reactive, I suppose, is a good word. You know, we, we try and be a bit more preemptive. And I think the last couple of years has really brought forward a lot of that sort of you know, the side of the equation. Um, I think with myself being a little bit unique is probably my background. And I bring that that real sort of uh, different point of view, and and all those years of, of working under pressure and working in that extreme environment, um, you know th- those little catchphrases that we always use and the ex-military guys use that you know slow is smooth and smooth is fast and really trying to just take a bit <laughs> of a backward step, and that can be in every aspect of your life. It can be the most common things that you don't even realise you're doing every day, you know whether you're going to your your favourite restaurant, you know which, which way you go, do you go you know the long way, the short way, do you and, and we—that's how we break these things down. And it's all about breaking that down into that into that corporate arena, and it really, really turning uh, complex scenarios into simple. That's what I, I suppose I've always been you know, quite good at, really breaking down the the, uh, the complex. Yeah, and and what drew you to this work early on in your career? I, I, by, by chance, I came home from the Middle East uh, in about 2015, uh-huh. and, and like a lot of guys, like myself from that, that sort of specialty background with with the military and and the private security, a, a lot of a lot of folks they come home a little bit lost, uh, what to do with their lives. And um, I, I was working for the government, and then I ended up working for a friend of mine in the corporate game in a risk consulting sort of firm. And uh, then I was juggling university as well, doing my master's degree at the same time, and at, at 48, which was a bit of an experience. 
And uh, yeah, I just loved it. I love the interaction. I love being in that bored sort of you know, environment and, and really having an influence there and a bit of a voice. And I, I had some great advice from some senior execs um, that I worked a bit with the media that really encouraged me to go out of my own. And, and, and the rest is history. I got some really great help um, of a fantastic lady uh, named Mary Henderson in Australia. It helped me with all my, all my professional side, my website and, and, and the building of the business, and which was the best thing that I ever did. And uh, yeah, that's essentially how it turned out. And, and I love what I do. I love every day that I get to work with you know, sometimes you know, different people and unique people myself and, and have that real positive influence on their lives. Yeah. Um, and, and so who have you had the opportunity to work with so far? Yeah, like I said, I've done a, a bit of work, a fair bit of work with the, with the media, the big um, media networks in Australia. And uh, I've done a bit of work uh, also with the, the US uh, military, even advising the State Department at a level. Um, and uh, wow. yeah, sort of uh, doing um, some advising and talks as well with the, uh, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade in, in Australia. Um, so a bit, of, a bit of international stuff, which I really love. I love that audience. And uh, working with it, you know, pe- people are really senior level, real, real sort of high achievers and high performers, uh, which I really, I suppose, resonate with. And, and I love the attitude of people like that. And uh, and just generally in, in the corporate world, whether it's the, the, the banks or it can be anybody, you know, that you're working with. And as, as long as you've got that real buy-in from the business, it's, uh, it's, it's such, a, it's such a, a big plus that you've got that backing to actually really, I suppose, uh, you know, use your own bit of uh, individual brands on, on their own business. So if there's someone who's listening and they're like, you know, and they're in a leadership position or maybe they're the founder of their company and they're suffering from high turnover, what might be some of the things, the questions they can ask about their own organization or what can they look at to say, well, look, ultimately we we want to solve this problem. Um, and I recognize that that likely stems from the culture that, that we've created. If we believe or the numbers bear it out that maybe yeah. we have a higher than uh, anticipated or, or hoped for uh, turnover rate. Yes, straight away I'm going to go in there and have that thing I, I spoke about before briefly about having the buy-in from, from the, the senior level, from that CEO. Um, now, if you've got that, it's going to make your life a lot easier straight away. So for me, I'm going to really break that down and try and get to the source. And, and, and I love getting into the nuts and bolts of the business. And, and speaking to everybody you know, in that relevant sort of department. And, and a lot of the time you, you'll find that it could be sometimes breakdown in communication can be a big one um, where, where people are not communicating in the business. And there's a real, there's a real gap between the, the sort of management up to the board and up to the CEO. And you've got to make sure also that the, the, the senior execs are not just that, that business where they're sitting in the office and they're never getting out and actually talking to their people as well. Um, you know, I've worked with some fantastic leaders before and it really shown me what it's like to have that, double-edged sword with professionalism, but also have that empathetic side. And you have that in any business, you're going to have that real, that real bind from your, your workers and they're going to love working there. And when pe- people love working for you, it increases productivity and it increases morale. People love going to work on Monday mornings as opposed to going there on Monday mornings and they can't wait for Friday. And uh, and that's what I'll do. I'll really just break it down. Um, I've got a very systemized uh, you know, system, and I've got a, a bit of a methodology that I use, and uh, it's a methodology of of um, looking at the the whole masculine and feminine, and also looking at the the positives and negatives of every every aspect of the business. I'll really try and take emotions out of big decisions as well, which is a big yeah. one. We did that in the Middle East and operations. We we would do our our missions and and take the take the actual um 
you know, the emotion out of our decisions because everything we do has a positive and negative aspect, whether it's somebody who's leaving a business um, that's maybe had a bit of a toxic you know, value there. Um, and what are the what, what are the positives of that person le- leaving versus the negatives? And there's always there's always both sides of the equation, which is very important. And um, and I use all those years of like I said my own my own training to to really break it down and find out who the people really are, which I really love doing. I love that 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 uh, getting to know everybody there and 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 knowing how the business really runs and seeing where they even have a system there for identifying you know why why people are leaving. You know, do you actually have something there in place? Um, so, Mark, I, I, I would imagine that there are others that uh, are listening, folks that are listening that maybe have been part of a company that just had toxic leadership. Um, it blows my mind because, I, you know, I think of like, you know, how we're getting on. We're doing all right. Uh, but, you know, it's like, how can companies succeed or flourish. I mean, not, not for long. I mean, there's always going to be major hindrances, but I see some of these and some of these that make the headlines, of course, uh, you know, of these otherwise pretty successful companies. And you look at what's going on in the leadership and, and it's like, how, how you know, how, how can they continue? I mean, they don't, again, it all comes crashing down eventually, or at least, at least the, the, you know, it keeps chipping away, uh, you know, cause they lose their good people and only the bad people stick around who support the toxic leadership culture. But um, how, how does, how does toxic leadership, um, how does it, how does it start? How does it faster and how does it maintain? I think it's, Two ways from what I really see. Um, you have that toxic culture in any business that is, is being either one allowed to manifest and allowed to get out of control. Um, and, you know, people just run with it. And then you're going to always get those little alphas in any group. And it doesn't matter if it's in management or, or the board. If you've got that, that alpha environment there, then that's allowed to, to run loose. That Then it just becomes this out of control creature that just, just grows horns. And, and like I said before, you, you wonder how a lot of them survive. And I think a lot of them do because they're so big that they just have this gigantic turnover um, you know, of funds. Even if they're losing staff, they're so big that they can sort of absorb it. And I, I think that a lot of the, the, the CEOs and that, that you talk to, they don't even realize what's going on beneath them. Um, you know, that sometimes you can have a, a great organization at the top, but below it is just mm. running, running rampant. But then you've got the other side where you've got a great workforce, which I've seen as well, and great people that, that really want to do the best thing there. But above is the problem. And whether it's nepotism or whether it's, you know, mates, jobs for mates and things like this, um, not, not really utilizing your staff, you know, bringing people from the outside who are, who are friends of the board and, and things like this, associates. It's, it's a real problem. And it, it is pretty rife. There's a lot of it out there, um, a lot more than people really want to, to sort of you know recognize and, and and take on board and it's such a it's such a problem if you go into a business and they don't uh you know really sort of take you seriously um it, you've really got an uphill battle because you're just there making the numbers up aren't you <laughs> you know what i mean like um, you, you could go there and collect the money of course and do it yeah. and do your thing. But for me personally, I, I love actually leaving a business and, and having it in better shape than what you actually went into. That's what I love. To yeah. Do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For That's sure. That's my thrill. That's my thrill. You know, that I love. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I, I also want to address is communication, which I'm a huge, huge fan of. And I, I think that um, sometimes we can get 
um, a bit compartmentalized, right? Where maybe the communication feels a little one way. Um, what are some creative ways or some some healthy ways that you've seen where uh, leadership and the organizational body have really opened up lines of communication, um, even if. And, and some of the, you know, some of the, it's it's interesting, like in cultures where that communication isn't two-way, I find that that's often just simply because of fear or or wanting to stay in this ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Well, I don't want to know the negative, or I don't believe it, or I don't agree with it. So therefore I'm not going to listen to it. And I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of a communications guy, um, yeah, but yeah. what have you seen work really well in, in cultivating that? I mean, human beings are, are, are habitual creatures by nature. We don't like change. So that's a big one. If you've got a, a business that's got something in place, and like you said, you said before about people maybe being threatened, they don't want to change. They don't want to innovate. or And I don't mean even innovate with technology. I just mean innovate themselves, innovate within the business. And you've really got to understand the actual it, it, the communication of that business like we I, I refer back to what i did with the military because it's so crucial to have that communication between you know the, the junior the junior ranks and and the and the, the senior and it's never perfect but as long as it, it's it's good enough to actually where you can keep moving forward and keep progressing and i really try and and do that with uh with the corporate world you really bring i suppose a lot of those lessons in that, that i keep referring to that you've learned um through you know, great leadership and great experience. You're not you're not teaching those people what you've learned in a in a classroom or at university. You're teaching them what you've learned out there in really in the, in the battlefield, and what works under extreme pressure and an extreme duress where you can't get mistakes wrong. Because if you get a you get a mistake wrong in the corporate world, we all sit back and we all think, okay, how do we do it better next time so we don't do that again? Um, you know, whether that means better communication or whatever that is. But in in that you know, battlefield environment, you make a, a critical mistake, someone loses their life. Maybe it's one of your friends and you, you've got to live with that for the rest of your life. So this is what I try really, you know, implement with them is, is the, to really take that seriously and to try and be, like I said, preactive. Uh, sorry, sorry, a preemptive where you're not, you know, reacting to something all the time. You, you can't, you can't keep playing catch up in the business, especially if you've got a, if you've got a giant organization, multinational, you've got to be on top of it all the time. And the communication has got to be key. So that's that's something I really really try and you know instill there. So Mark, someone's been listening to our conversation and uh, and they could use a bit of help, right? How do you typically kind of swoop in and work with the leadership or work with the organization? How do you make change happen? It depends. First of all, if they want me to come in and do a a one on one uh, mentoring, for the one on one with a, with a like I said with a, with a CEO or, or a board member um, or a senior exec, I'll, I'll go in there and uh, the first thing I do is I go in there and I listen. I listen to what their problems are. I really really take a, st a, a step back and listen to what's going on. Really trying to get to the nitty gritty of, of the of the problem, whether it's a problem with an individual, is it a personal issue? Which is a lot of times it is. You'll find someone's going through a bad marriage. It can be a breakdown. It can be anything. And that they've really lost their way in the business. They've forgotten where they came from, where they started. And you've really got to get to the, the bottom of that. Um, whether it's then in, in the business side of it, more like the actual team side of it. Yeah, you, you've really got to get in there and, and, like I said, break it down. You've got to gain their trust. And I, I like to get to really know the, know, know the staff. Um, it's something that I really pride myself in. I've always done with my own people is to really, really know who they are. 
um, from from the from their bones upwards. You know, like what their lives are about, if they're married, if they've got any any external issues that are affecting their work, because you want them to be the best version of themselves in that in any business. If you're the best version of yourself, if you're happy where you work, you like the leadership, you're going to perform. And it's very easy once you get in there to really identify. It doesn't take long to work out what's going on because people will talk. Once you've got that bit of trust in organisations, and I've found that a lot with the media I worked with, they'll open up and tell you what the problem is. Maybe not the alphas in, in the group, but there's always going to be somewhere in that middle range, even to the, the, the quieter range of people eventually open up to what's going on. And it's then about you then taking that to that, that senior level and saying, this is the problem. But, but people like myself with my background, we're not as intimidated to go into a boardroom or into the CEO's office and sit down and say, right, this is what's going on. You know, sometimes you've got to, you've got to tell a bit of a hard truth. You know, you've got to be nice about it and respectful and courteous, but you've got to be honest. And like you said before, a great point, I think too many people are scared. They're scared to go into that office. They're scared of losing their job. They've got their mortgage and commitments in their life and they're maybe, maybe not even happy in that role, but that's, that's their life. And they're, they're almost, almost, I don't want to say the word trapped, but it's a part of being trapped in a in that world because if you leave there, you've got to go somewhere else. Not everyone has a buffer of money to fall back on. So and, and that's a really important one. Um, it's a little bit of a conundrum of that, you know, but you've you've just got to go on there and, and for me personally, you, you you've got to let that business know you're going to stand by them, you're going to be next to them no matter what happens, and you're gonna you're gonna see the whole thing through. And that's a, that's that's a that's a big one for me that I really take on that that, that pride of, of, of that sort of role. All right. So, Mark, if uh, someone's listening uh, and uh, their their culture could use a bit of a checkup (laughs) and uh, they go to your website, markashbyconsulting.com, what should they click on? What do they do? Uh, Is there anywhere that they can start engaging with you uh, ahead of time, like right now, before they even chat with you or? Absolutely, Josh. Oh, look, I mean, my website's it's a real easy one to navigate. Um, I've actually got a free masterclass on my website. You just, you just, there's no strength attached. You just basically log on there and you'll, you'll see the um, the link to uh, watch my masterclass. You just, it just sends me an email and then you can watch that. It goes for about 10, 15 minutes and it gives them a real understanding of what I'm about, where I come from um, and, and what I teach and how I can help them. And, uh, and I suppose just that uniqueness that I'm going to bring to a business that's going to be a little bit different to the average person. Okay. Um, and they can email me direct, uh, like I said, at my at my, my email address, um, which is just uh, mark at markashbeconsulting.com. And uh, yeah, and, I, and I, you know, I'm very easy to engage with. Like I, I'm an open book. You know, I'm, I, I am what I am. You see with me, what you, what you see is what you get. And uh, I, I love a, a bit of a challenge, but I also love working with, with people that, that, that just really want to, um, you know, be better in what they do and, and really take them to that next level. I've worked with high performers and, and that, that elite level of, of, of soldiering and, um, and, and even the corporate game now for a long time. And, and, uh, and I, I know what I'm good at. I know I'm good, I'm good at getting the, the best out of people. That's what I do. Awesome. Mark Ashby, thank you so much for joining us. Again, your website, markashbyconsulting.com. I'm looking at your free masterclass right now, how to collapse emotional charges to make better decisions and be a more effective leader. Mark, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Josh. It's been an absolute uh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, 
please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Movement.